Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Ever since my dad, or what I like to call him, Papadopoulos, showed me the Western Wild Bunch, I've liked Westerns forever. They've constantly been a favorite genre of mine. Guess it is because I'm a guy. I don't know, but I just love the pacing of most Westerns. I love a slow burn on a Western, which you'll hear about more in the podcast, but I'm still just so happy my dad introduced me to Wild Bunch, especially because, I mean, Sam Peckinpah. Um, I'm surprised that he even showed me that for how violent and, you know, it actually has nudity in it. But it was one of my, bad, my dad's favorites, and he showed it to me, and it's been one of my favorites forever. And then I've just continually added more Westerns to that. Um, of course, the Sergio Leone films, all of those are classics. I particularly love Once Upon a Time in the West, most likely because Henry Fonda is the villain. I think it's a perfect casting choice. As soon as they slaughter the family at the beginning of the movie and they show his blue eyes, it's just amazing. Yeah, especially that's known that he didn't believe that he could play a villain because of what his previous roles and playing a nice guy his whole career. But Sergio Leone was just stuck to it, and he created, I think, a great Western villain. Other favorites of mine are The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. I think that is a beautiful Western. Um, it's very poetic, of course. It sort of deviates from the traditional um, Western, but... Of course, Roger Deakins, my absolute favorite cinematographer, shot it. One of my other favorites um, is one that's like, I'm surprised, a lot of people haven't seen it. When I tell people that it's one of my favorite westerns, they're quite surprised, is Appaloosa with Ed Harris and Viggo Morrison, as well as Renee Zellweger. And Jeremy Irons plays the bad guy as well. It has one of my favorite shootout scenes where it goes so fast that the two heroes are on the ground. in pain from being shot that the character says to the other, that went so fast, just completely shocked at how fast the the shootout went. And the great line from Ed Harris's character is, of course it did, because everybody knew how to shoot. I butchered that line just now, but I think it is a great underrated Western. The night we recorded this um, conversation after watching the film, uh, my audio equipment had a major problem. I actually haven't been able to fix it, but we went ahead and we still had a discussion and I recorded it on my phone. I think the audio actually works. Um, I just ask you listeners just to bear with it. I think it is a great conversation. It might be a little quiet, but I don't think it's hard to hear. So um, definitely stick with it because we have a great discussion about this um, episode's movie and it's with a great guest, Rich Tallarico. I am recording. One, two, three. <laughs> After quite an ordeal of getting recording, um, finally we are actually going to talk about the movie. So I'm here with Rich Tallarico. Hi, everybody. And we just watched Shane. Shane, 1953, Paramount oh. Picture. One of my favorites, and uh, David asked me to be a part of this delightful project. And uh, I sent him a couple of suggestions of movies that were favorites of mine. And uh, he picked from uh, one that he hadn't seen, which we picked Shane. And it's just been a favorite for a long time. And a lot of Westerns, uh, I think, kind of ripped Shane off. Um, and it's just a wonderful movie. Directed by George Stevens, who did Giant, uh, yeah, I mean, James Dean movie. And, uh, wow. Aside from just um, being a favorite, why did you want me to see this movie? Uh, I think everybody should see this movie. Great. <laughs> As a storyteller, uh, you know, I know you're a great storyteller, and uh, I just think this is like first class, obviously, storytelling. It's a great movie, and I think everybody should see it. That's great. It, it, um, right away, I think it is a great story, because I think it's simple. Like, a lot of, like, the, the story's super simple. It's just like about a guy that has to return to his old ways, which he's trying to run, clearly run away from, mm-hmm. uh, but... Clearly, just dragged back for like good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so like being, he has he has to go back to the thing he, which is implied that he comes from as a gunslinger, and rolls into the. Is it was it was the last name Stark or Starrick? Starrick. That's right. I kept going, and I'm like, God, maybe I'm just in my head about right, Game of right. Thrones. I mispronounce names all the time when I'm reading a book, and then when somebody else says the name, I'm like, oh, duh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I do the same thing. 
Yeah, maybe we should give people a chance to pause right now and read the uh, synopsis of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and read that. Oh, we have like you print out a great thing here that has like a lot of information. Uh, yeah, but it was based on um, the book. Um, oh, there is a book. Yes, by Jack Schaefer, and uh, which is also very good. It's a little novella, and it's really. Uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but very similar. I, I very distinct. Uh, you know, the the story itself is so distinct that there's not a ton of uh, ton to change there, and um, it, it takes place in the 1860s in uh, in Wyoming. And uh, it's on the eve of, like, the, or the, the Homesteader Act has been passed. And mm-hmm. people are allowed to go out and they can work the land. And after five years of doing that, they get the land. So that's what's at stake for them. And uh, there's the old way of doing things, which is represented by the Riker brothers, uh, who kind of cleared the land. They had to fight the Indians to get it. And now they're kind of faced with these people who they consider to be squatters and farmers and look down on them. And uh, well, I guess, you know, going back to your original question of why do I want you to see this movie... As a writer, too. This is, I think this is like the perfect... Uh, I heard once that a writer has to be a referee to everybody in the story. You have to be fair to everybody, even the bad guy. And if you watch this movie, you can almost see where the bad guys could have been the good guys. Oh, easily. If they didn't go to these extreme measures. But those are their ways. That's how they handled problems. This guy's got an arrowhead stuck in his shoulder still. <laughs> yeah. know, from his uh, the bad guy does so you um, so the writer being fair to all sides like um, being a referee and writing a great bad guy whose ways you can understand you're like gosh I am, I understand and he's even asking them to go partners uh, with them and the other homesteaders are you know all wanting to bail and when Joe the leader of the homesteaders is is talking to the uh, rancher and the rancher says well I'll make you a partner and Joe even listens to him and he says okay well what about everybody else. And, the, and he says, there's only so many hands in a deck of cards. And you know, he's right. There's only so many resources out on this plane. And he's willing to push those other people aside. Joe isn't willing to do that. And they're all willing to stand together. So their values are, are different in that way. Anyway, great. No, great I, 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 I 100% agree with you. Um, it's, it's, I really like this movie. I want to yeah, get that out. Like yeah, I, I, I was. I, I want to let you talk more because uh, oh, no. I want to like, hear, hear the first you know, immediate reaction. Um immediate reaction was one only like the clips I'd seen of Shane told me that like this movie was kind of like quaint it's like that I'll be honest like in my brain I was like oh it's like old quaint like movie about the west so sitting on the couch with grandpa yeah like there was something about so I like never like sought it out like other westerns because I'm a huge western fan but this but first impression I was like oh I'm wrong about this movie (laughs) like was my first impression I was like, no, this isn't quaint. It might look a certain way, but it's not quaint. Well, and, and to that point that it's not quaint, uh, they even went so far as to like really work on making the sounds of guns to be alarming and to uh, to jar you. Yeah. Uh, they worked hard on that in the movie, I know, to, uh, to do that. I would agree. Well, that, um, oh, the first thing that struck me the most, was, uh, we'll, we'll talk about several different elements, was the, the depiction of violence in this movie. Surprisingly shocking, I thought. Mm. Like, that first hit, I expected maybe they'd just be like, oh, okay, get a couple, like, we'll do the classic, I'm going to hit you, we'll have a little bar fight, and then everything will be fine afterwards. This is a, the scene when Shane uh, goes into the bar. Yeah. He's been hired by the Starrets, so he's a drifter, gunfighter with a past, who's now uh, been hired by this homesteader family. He goes into the local bar to get soda pop for the kid. <laughs> Which they're all making fun of him for and calling yeah. him like a squatter. Yeah, and all the ranchers are kind of making fun of him. And um, yeah, so this first hit refers to that. Yeah, and then he gets called out by a, a, a character that eventually turns on his side. Yeah, spoiler alert galore. Spo- yeah, we're going to spoil. I don't, we spoil here. Okay, <laughs> we spoil here. Uh, yeah, Chris Calloway, the uh, ranch hand who... Uh, yeah, Chris Calloway. Who was at first one of the very first people to run Shane off. So. Yeah, he calls him out. They get in a, a scuffle. But he Shane gets one hit first off. Yes. and Or uh, he gets that one first hit when they, when they fight. And I'm like, great, he'll fall back. And it's kind of, a, your first reaction when I first saw it was like, oh, that was a strong hit. It threw, knocked him so far back into another room. And I was like, oh, that's kind of corny. But as soon as it cut from that to a close-up of his face, and he had blood gushing pretty much, all smeared on his face and gushing out of his nose, I was like, oh, no, 
That that was not a goofy hit. That was like this is for real. Now we're we're playing for real. I heard you react when that happened. Yeah, and and it is a powerful moment. That close up you talked about. It is so powerful and like. I completely did not expect this movie to go there right. with that kind of level. And then they continue to fight, and I thought it was even more. Like, I was like, this is gruesome now because there's these weird stakes. And even, like, well, I think there's a little bit of a laugh, I think, from you, like when the, he get punches what the, uh, the brother of the bad guy. Uh, what, are, what are they called? Like, uh, the Rikers. The Rikers. I'm so bad on names. That's okay. Me too. And, uh,. He like gets knocked into a stove, and, yes. and like it's at first like may, if 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 I had not seen the blood prior to that, I maybe would have looked at it like Meh, this is funny, but that I was like no, this is just violent. At this point, I just thought the whole thing was violent, even though it was like a couple of throws that are maybe a little choreography, but I was still like locked in that like no, if someone this is just a violent fight. When you hit they hit each other over the chairs, I was like this is rough. Yes, like. I was just like I was just really surprised. Uh, I've seen the movie at least four or five times, maybe more than that, um, and I noticed things tonight that I hadn't noticed before. And the editing uh, in that fight scene uh, and the sh- the way it's shot too, mm-hmm. you're kind of removed from everything. It looks colder. It looks more stark. Like it looks like it's really going down. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't look staged like a like a you know as great as Rocky is. You know, obviously it's a <laughs> yeah. We're in a boxing match, but uh, I mean, it, it, nothing looks staged. In the in the scene when they're when Shane and uh, Joe are fighting at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and we're all behind the horses' hooves, and the dust is being kicked up, you're left, yeah, with that feeling of you know, the the, the animals themselves. This this fight is so powerful. The animals themselves are disturbed. Yeah, the cattle were jumping over the. Oh, that's horrifying! It's so like it's a, it's a heightening of that. So we already achieved that in the first fight. Yeah, and then now it's like these people. And I thought that was very symbolic to like, this is not a fight between bad, good and good and e- evil. That fight, that fight is about good versus good. It's just now it's like, right. So there's something more like there, and it's like, I don't know. Well, what that, that fight is wonderfully complicated too, yeah. uh, because when you know Shane doesn't want Joe to go because he knows Joe will never be able to beat Wilson. Never, because Shane could barely do it, right? Or he did do it. He not only beat him and the other guy, but yeah. Um, uh, but he knew he knew you have to be good to go up against somebody like that. That's... Yeah, and uh, and of course, then when they when they have their uh, when they have their fight, um, you know, at that point he's uh, in regards to that final fight. Um, you know, obviously Shane can't beat him. He can't physically beat him up. Yeah, and he has to cheat. You know, and everything all is connected. All the reason that now the kid says he's he, he says he hates Shane. And he apologizes, and Shane didn't hear him, so he has to follow him into town. Right. And then he has to be there to witness and help Shane in the end, but he really didn't because Shane got shot anyway. Right. So all those things are kind of connected. It's just like really, really amazing writing. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. And real quick on the violence thing, when we first really hear a gun go off in this movie is when he teaches Joe to shoot, Right. I believe, I believe right. that's the first yes. time we hear that gun go off. And like like you said, they yes. make it very clear that these guns are like startling. I was startled like I didn't jump in my seat, <laughs> but I was when that first, that gun goes off, you're like especially cuz you're supposed to you're in this sort of uh father son kind of thing between Sane and the kid, or at least like an, a good uncle. And he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'll teach you." And he's and it's like him trying to sort of get in a way, he's getting into leaving his old ways behind. He's like, great, I can be a mentor to this young kid, be like a good guy. But the thing I'm teaching him now is a gun. Right. And he right. teaches him how to pull the holster. And you're still kind of on board like, okay, this is like, just like if you were to go teach your, like a kid to, to throw cats, go throw a ball. But as soon as he, um, and the mother's watching, as soon as he shoots it, even the, ch- like, it's startling. One, the sound is way insane and yeah. like it didn't sound like ridiculous it just sounded like it would may made it very poignant yeah that that's it would startle you and the child and the boy joe is as well startled by it by the violence yeah. that came and not only does it like Shane doesn't just shoot a rock once he like like his impulse was to like shoot it four times and i was just like there's something they're really handing to us right there of, well like, he's magic yeah he's absolutely magic but you believe it 
Um, because that's a skill I suppose you could have, right? Somebody could, could do that. Definitely. But it's, he's special for sure. Right. And I was just like, wow. And I just don't, I don't like, I like, I mean, I mean, like how this movie didn't really pull any punches with the reality. As much as it's a movie from the 50s, and we kind of like, in this modern day and age, we go, oh, those are old movies. And they don't literally look at it the way it is. And I'm like, no, I think there's plenty of movies. And this is one, for example, that I'm like, no, they are showing us exactly. It might be in a Hollywood way of that, that time period, but they're showing us a reality that exists. Yeah, the violence yeah. behind it. And, like, so many... And emotional here, too. Because there's, like... There's... I don't know. Is there a love triangle going on? Because I think there yeah, is. Definitely. And, like... Definitely. Well, it's it's like, so subtextual, but heavy. <laughs> she definitely loves him, but she doesn't not love her husband. They, and they, right. make, they make a point to establish in the movie that they've been married for ten years. And uh, he's so simple. He doesn't get... I think the husband doesn't get it. Uh, I think Joe doesn't get it. Right. He doesn't see what's going on there. Um, it's clear that she's attracted to Shane. There's something between them. Yeah. It's pretty brilliant. Except yeah. for that one moment, I think the husband might have been onto it. But then simple enough to like, to the simplicity of like, like to kind of shake it off is at, after they do the wedding thing and they're at the 4th of July party. Yeah. And <laughs> he gets fenced out so she can dance with Shane but while they're dancing when he's sitting on the fence there's that moment I'm thinking like I felt like he might have known like kind of brought put it together but then kind of shook it off like no that can't happen but it's like no man it's right there in front of you (laughs) well that's a great great comedy sketch yeah it never gets it (laughs) exactly everybody around him in that community is like hey man uh, she's they're sleeping together like (laughs) nah 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 I'm too simple to think that. Yeah, like, I... That was just r- really great. Well, and that's, those are two guys... I mean, Shane's living a life, you know, and he's getting a chance to see what life would have looked like had he been there. Yeah. And you see how moved Shane is by all those... Uh, by stepping back into the life that he had obviously left. So you see him coming back in, how the, the profound nature of him buying clothes. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal to him. And he, they're like, you are right, mister? You know, and he's like, yeah, it's just been a while since I had store-bought clothes. <laughs> right. Like, wow, and, it, and it's having an emotional impact on the guys, you know. And, and they do such a good job of planting all those seeds. Um, you know, at first he hears a gun cocking, and he, he turns around, and everybody jumps. Uh, and then the, then the, whatever it is, the calf bangs into the door while they're having dinner. Yeah. And he reaches for his gun again, and we go, okay, this guy's been some places, he's seen some things. He thinks... Somebody's always coming after him. Yeah. Like, there's so much implied oh, yeah, with that. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I loved that. Um, I mean, so what was your overall, I mean... Overall? Yeah, like... Yeah, you liked it a lot? You I liked it? it a lot. Like, I know, I don't think there was anything to hate in here. There's nothing I could say that's bad about it. I think it's good. I think it's... Like, I can understand why this now is in all those film books that are in school. I would always right. see it referenced. Um, and that's hard when you're reading a film book, by the way, and they're referencing a movie you haven't seen. seen. Yeah, you're just you like, great, I'll right. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think are iconically used throughout cinema in here that we know. Just the good and evil while we're doing it. Because like you said, I think you had you had the two sides, and you could believe both of them. Like, you had the, the ranchers, and you had the, what, the, 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 new, the newcomers. And those you could understand, but then I love how they introduce pure, like just straight up evil with Jack Palance with Wilson. Right. That character I loved. He was hired because I don't. He wasn't hired just for the sake of hiring. I think it's because the ranchers like I don't want to kill these good people. I want to run them out. I don't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have it in him to kill a guy either. I don't right. think right. unless somebody draws on him. But he. So I think he brings in Wilson. Just to flat out, like, I need you to take care of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I love that. And that shot where um, Stonewall, which I love that, that Stonewall is such a great character and such a funny use of, of humor of, like, the guy Stonewall, who's named after Stonewall Jackson from the Civil War, and their friends, the harmon uh, plays always, like, a, 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 the Southern tune or whatever. I don't, what song is it he's actually harm, playing on the harmonica? Do you know? Oh, well, Dixie at one point. Dixie, right. But I think there's something else maybe before that. But definitely, like, yeah, calling him out, out for being Southern and from the South, and they're a bunch of Yankees. And, and we're, we're, we're in the time period of the Civil War, so these are, like, no... Yeah. Uh, these are very fresh wounds for this guy. 
Exactly. And they and they found their guy. So I mean, you're right. He brought in Jack Palance to find somebody. And you, and the conversation, you know, the dialogue in this movie too is also recorded so realistically. And there's times when people's voices fall off, and you're really kind of eavesdropping. And I think it's it's great, you know, filmmaking where they're forcing you to participate in the movie more. Uh, with techniques like that. I agree 100 percent I think this movie with the the technique of those techniques, and I'll get into a little more of what I think is ahead of its time a bit. And I think if if old like if nineteen fifties film would have followed this trend, we would have been, I think, <laughs> where we sort of are now earlier. And maybe we did a little bit, but like right now I think we're back to that fad of like we're gonna get more raw. And I'm like, oh, they were doing it. it just might have not been the huge like Did this movie win an Oscar by the way? Well let's look at its award pages. I know it had uh for cinematography and uh just for cinematography. Oh wow. And it looks like uh the awards uh, it looks like Jack Palance and Brandon DeWilda and DeWild were uh were up against each other. Oh wow. And George Stevens was nominated too. And uh, so was the screenplay. Oh, great. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like all it won for was cinematography, which was great. Um, you know, those those shots, like, you know, we are talking about Between the Horse's Hooves and... Uh, oh, yeah. Such great visual storytelling. I agree. So much it's going on. So much going on in it. And, and, but keeping it simple as well, which I think a lot of movies now overcomplicate a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, stop. Well, <laughs> this in, in a sense, this had a lot of elements, but I thought that they all... You understood where everybody was in relation to what was going on. People that were on the fence, people that couldn't take it, and eventually it was just down to the people that were going to fight for it on both sides and how they were going to fight for it. Yeah. Um, and and watching you know you talk about Chris Calloway coming back. You know here's a guy that was on a, just a different side. Yeah. Too. So so many perspectives. Uh, and all he very different. Kinda, all very different. But what's great about that Chris Calloway is I think it could, like you could break him down, even though he's a small character. It's all about this movie in a sense, really what you were pointing out, like how people have to like the boy having to chase after him to make sure he heard him say sorry. It's like almost based in like this old concept of integrity. It's all based yeah. in like because I think Calloway is like, I looked him in the fucking eyes and I fought him. I called him out. And I looked him in the eyes, yeah. and we f- we duked it out. And yeah, I I lost, but at least I looked him in the eyes. What you guys are doing is you're you're tricking him. Yeah, which he had a problem with when they were sitting there originally with yeah. Jack Palance. He wasn't too into it. And then, of course, after he sees that they killed Stonewall, um, and the, watching Stonewall's funeral, um, yeah. you're talking about their values, too. They're like, look, we've got to give this guy a decent burial. We're not just going to run off. So even showing that, look, we're going to stand here and maybe get killed. But we're going to bury this guy, you know. Yeah, um, you don't just you don't just leave his body yeah. so we can get scot free. So, but even, you know, none of the characters have an exactly the same set of values, and it's and it's that that makes such great conflict. And of course, everybody there's so many great characters in this, and well, I think it's chock full of great yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. But going back to Jack Palance and that first shot with Stonewall on him, that cinematography is what I think may would get this movie the award because, in like. The gr- and even the reality of them really treating this world real was when Stonewall walks over to uh, Wilson in that mud. Yes. That is one of my favorite shots I've seen in a movie. Yes. It's just so just letting you know, like, this is this is a gross world, and he's walking through <laughs> mud to get to it. And it's like, oh. And you can see that he crossed that line when he ducks under the horse... Uh, tie up there. Yeah. And he goes over and the Swedish guy comes up behind him. Swedish guy doesn't cross that line. He just calls to him. And he's saying to him, look, you're you're crossing a line here. You're literally going into a world that you don't know. And that's also more storytelling. This is the the magic world is where Shane comes from. The magic world is where Wilson comes Mm -hmm. from. That's a different place. It comes to them in this story. Yeah. They don't venture off and go into Oz. Oz comes to them in the form of Shane and Southern Gunfire. Yeah. So and he's crossing that world too, and he's not fit for it, and that's that's foreshadowing for why Shane has to not let Joe go, because Joe is similar to to yeah to uh, Stonewall in the same way that Joe would run in there and go oh this is I'm gonna get in there and kick some ass like when he comes into the fight yeah you know so everything is also you know all the scenes are so compelling and great in the beginning but they're also setting up wonderful completions of art for everybody. 
I agree. They're they're everybody's well defined to a oh. point where you're like, great, I know what you're. I know I can follow each of you. Even the villains, I think you can follow. Follow in this movie of like, great, look, they have a path that all of these things are changing the way they're choosing. Yeah, choosing the uh, forcing them to make different t- choices and different tactics. It's it's a great. There were so many, and the subtleties of how they portrayed those worlds too. Um, even in the dogs, the dogs of the movie. Um, I believe that's. Uh, uh, Stonewall's dog, who ends up going with uh, the kid. Yeah. And you saw how Stonewall's dog was pawing at his casket when they were burying him. Mm-hmm. This dog was faithful and true to him even after death. And do you remember the shot when Jack Palance is uh, walking through uh, the bar in the final gunfight? The dog gets up and leaves the room. Yeah. This dog, and, and the other shot has the kid with his dog. The dog's sitting with him. Mm-hmm. So it's very great storytelling, visually storytelling, that look, the bad guys... The dogs don't even trust yeah. them. The dogs will walk away. Chris Calloway will walk away. Yeah. But in our world, it's like, look, they're going to stick if they're they're good people. They got. Yeah, I agree. I loved that shot with the dog. That was because yeah. that's where this thing is. Like, I feel like they're going very naturalistic with this movie, which again was another surprising thing for me for a movie that's from the fifties. Because I feel like what we associate with most movies at that time are like that's entertainment and stuff that's a little. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but just kind of like what we know Technicolor well, you, for, and like kind of right, right, right. you're, you're thinking of uh, singing in the rain. Yeah, exactly. Musicals, right? And I love singing in the rain. Don't get me wrong, but that's what what we associate. We think everything is in that era. Right. So seeing a movie like this, you're like, no, they they were able to get some nitty and gritty stuff oh, in I through. Just, I mean, it's obviously in you know all the top lists and should be. It should yeah, be I can see why. I have a question for you. There's that moment of hesitation from uh, from Shane before he goes and takes Joe down. It's when he's still at the table and, she, and she's like, you tell him to stop. Tell him not to go. And it's before he's changed his clothes. And you kind of get this like weird slow like where he's just like, I can't tell him. Shane's just like, I can't tell him what to do. And he kind of just sits at the table with the boy. And I'm like, I loved this because this is what I was reading into. And you can tell me if you see it. My brain is like, is Shane in a weird way, and like he changes it, of course, but there's that idea of like, if I let him go, then I get this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, if he goes and gets killed by them, then I get, clearly I'm, I get the boy and I get the wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, like that is, like, I think it's all subtext. Because especially in this era of, of, of Hollywood, they're you're, probably very, they're not. so right. And of it's course. so, I loved right. that moment. Because he was just done with his, his, him sitting at the table, like, I think, playing with the boy, maybe cards or eating, I can't. I, he was showing him, he, he was showing him square knots. In yes. Their, in their spare time. He yeah, shows him how to square knots. But that also shows you, like, this guy can probably sail, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy He's being a everything. good dad. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I just let him this hothead, yeah. <laughs> like he goes, "Hey, go get him, buddy." Yeah, go get him. Yeah, we're a different we're, movie. Yeah, like, but I think that's like it's a different movie, but it's not. It's just not hitting us on the head. Right. Whereas I've I've seen this done like a million times, and I don't think now. you think for a second that Shane considered that. But we, as an audience, are allowed to go. This is what's at stake for Shane right now. He could do this. Yeah. And he, and he doesn't even consider it. He's so good, and his his goodness is shown so many ways. Uh, you know, just, he's just kind and gentle, obviously. But there's a scene where they're, I think the mom's tucking the kid in and the dad's in bed, cleaning the bed after the fight. Yeah. Um, and he's overhearing the mom and kid talking. And they're saying, like, he's saying, like, oh, I love Shane. I love him more mm-hmm. than dad. You know, do you love him too? And she's like, he's a good man. And Shane realizes they're talking about him and he excuses himself. And I thought that was so a wonderful. Like, yeah, this guy is so good. Like, Again, it's another situation where we might say to ourselves, fuck, I'd let the guy go get killed. Or right. if I'm hearing people talk about me, I might linger for a few minutes and hear what they're saying. Exactly. He's so good that he leaves. And you also know, and that's also great filmmaking, that the dad obviously heard that too. Right. But they, never, but they don't show the dad. You know, they don't show him there. He's just in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes out and's like, all right, hold me when Shane's yeah. gone. Just hold me. Don't say anything. It's <laughs> like, oh boy. Yeah, she's having a rough night. Yeah, she's having a she's rough night. She's a bad case of the Shane. <laughs> Very clearly. Yeah. Oh, God. I really, 
There's so much in this movie that's just so simple and great. I really like Jack Palance as that bad guy. Yeah. I loved the dialogue. I love how simplistic it is. There's it's, no one over it's top. So well written, it's so well written. Uh, it's everybody, but everybody has everybody's deliberate in what they say, and there's intent in every line. Yes, but but also like those standout lines. We were talking about Treasure of the Sierra Madre earlier. Yeah. And like that has just so many great lines that you're like, gosh, you could quote those forever. Mm-hmm. And same thing in Shane, you know. Oh yeah. And they're lines that are kind of cliched, like there's so many hands in a deck of cards. Right. Uh, but the way it's said and and how it's said, you you believe it. Uh, even even lines that could be cheesy in other movies. Um, it's none of your business. Suppose I make it, you know. And it comes but it up. Works. Like, yeah, it works. Yeah. There was up. a line that Jack Pounce's character that Wilson said that I absolutely love, and I never taking a mental note. Now I can't remember it. That he said. He didn't say a lot in the movie. He didn't so say a lot, but there was. What part it was in? I'm Where trying to. Oh, God, I'm so mad that I can't think of it. That's okay. What, what part, he, do you remember what part it was? Like, did something just happen? or? I think he had just gotten into town and they were sitting there. I'm like, oh, dude, I really liked him <laughs> as a villain. There was something about him that I just was like, oh, you get a kick out of this. Like, Oh, well, he's going into like what he knows is going to be easy pickings. Yeah. This is great. It's going to be easy money. I'm just hanging out. I mean, his first concern when he gets there is like, where's the coffee? You know? Yeah, exactly. Where's the coffee? Um, okay. You can, tell, you can tell just by looking at him, you know, there's something wrong with this guy. Although I read in, this, in the Wikipedia page, by yeah. the way, um, what we were setting up, that, uh, <laughs> that he, uh, he apparently had a problem with horses. And oh. the scene was really supposed to be him galloping quickly into town, but he just kind of had the horse walk in, but that added a more eerie... Yeah, that's way that that changed that would cha- changes everything. And then one other thing, and I don't know if this is true or not, but Wikipedia says, do you remember the weird shot when he's getting off the horse and back on and, back on? and drinking the water? Yes, yeah. uh, his weird mountain dismount was because he was having such a hard time. I guess mounting the horse, they shot him getting off of it and just played it in reverse. It, I that's funny because the second time they show him get on, I was like that looked like reversed. I. Not, I'm not trying to. I'm no, not no. like. I was like. No, no. That looks you know, like. You know, I was like. You know that looks like. Yeah. I was like. That's, that's what, what, that's looks what like. Wikipedia said. I've never but, heard. But that I. Before. But at the same time, I did think his his thing. But I. I thought that was a but choice. It, but it worked. Yeah, it, it works. So it makes him look so like he's just keeping an eye on Shane and almost gloating because it plays the game of his character, which is this is the guy from the special world come here to do harm, and Shane's coming here to do good. Shane's maybe Shane did some harm in the past. Maybe he's got some things that were bad. I don't. I don't think necessarily it has to be true but you know he seems like such a a dude that he's on he's on the other side of it whatever it is right whatever those things were but jack pounce's guy is definitely still in the business oh yeah he is yeah. the business yeah. <laughs> like i think he's full i think shane i mean i i would say like i mean i know it doesn't it only thing we get out of that is him grabbing for his gun and kind of and then being able to shoot but i think i would assume that he is a kind of like had been in that kind of Way and I think he just now is like, nope, I want to change. Yeah, and he says like, I tried it; it wasn't for me. You know, you can't break the mold. Like, you yeah, know, you are what you are. Yeah, I really liked that. And how great the storytelling is in this movie to me was, I knew who everybody was so fast on the on the in the mm-hmm. idea of their of their um, points of view and they're just they're what they they they're just simple grained by the way Shane came up to the house at the beginning of the movie. Was he made his way very politely? It was like like he stopped, waited for him to like <laughs> kind of like make kind of contact, and then going over, avoided the garden. Was like, hey, blah blah blah, very polite. Can't, yeah, come on, you can get off your horse. Then when they rode up, uh, the rector's like, they just were like, whatever, we're coming up regardless of what you say, and they rode straight through that garden. I was just like, wow, they just don't give a shit. <laughs> but like so quickly, you set up who's who in that. Oh, I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, that first scene is also incredibly uh, incredibly well done with all the turns because at one point Joe thinks Shane's with them and threatens yeah. Shane then has to have his tail between his legs and apologize. And it's just you're constantly getting hit with new information. And then Shane's sticking around for dinner as a part of the apology. Okay, I guess I'll hear it. And he's like, oh, I want to hire you maybe. But God, the last guy got his teeth knocked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's a lot. There's like a constant flip-flopping of, What's going on here? And you're getting settled into the world, and you're you're, you're entering a world that's like already deep in a conflict that is uh, obviously yeah. It's and that's a great a thing too. Is they start us in the middle. Shane might be being introduced like us, but really you're already in the middle of a yeah. story as opposed to like let's 
get there. Right. And you know whatever town, and Shane's, you know, let's face it, he's dead. Right? He died. Yeah. Uh, he died. I mean, how can you not say he's dead when he rides out, not like a classic wave, like in his sunset. He rides over a hill into uh, in the graveyard. The yeah, the cemetery, yeah. and then disappears. Yeah. He's clearly dead. Yeah, he was bleeding. I love this because, I'm going to use this as a reference. When I saw, did you saw Drive, that movie Drive? You know what, and this is no If you no, haven't seen no it, it's BS. I did, but I fell asleep during a lot of it. I don't... I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't judge that at I all. I fell asleep. I don't know what happened. But the reason I like Drive is because when I watched that movie, the main character who's just called Driver, I, when I finished that movie, I was like, I, when my friend Steve I was with, I was like, this movie just felt like a myth. I just watched a myth. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's a movie I'm supposed to be like, yeah, this is the real world like this, mm-hmm. like other like crime movies. I was like, no, this movie just was a cool myth that I got to watch in a modern sense. And when I watched Shane, that's what I felt like I was watching. Again, I was like, oh, this is just a myth. It's great. I love it. It's like a story that would be passed on. Be like, this guy came through, and it would teach you a lesson just through telling you the story. Rather than laying it down, it would be like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's this mythological character that just comes through, yeah, well, helps there are, out. There are elements of that. Because as he, as he was, you know, limping off into the cemetery, mm-hmm. um, that's the Pied Piper. He's coming to town, he's taking the rats with him, and he's left. <laughs> He even said, he says to Joey at the end of the movie, go ahead and tell your mother there's no more guns in the valley. And, you know, you wonder, like, uh, he knows the wisdom of that, that, yeah, that's probably better to just get him out of there, you know? Yeah, I, oh, I really like this. Like, I was, I was actually pleasantly, not surprised, but just like, oh, this was, this is why I should have I watched this in film school. Oh, I, I, I know, but the, I have that bias. I grew up in the 80s, you know, I was born in the early 70s, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when I would watch things with my parents or my family, and if anything was in black and white, I'd be like, oh, get out of here. I didn't care what it was, you know. Black and white cartoons, anything in black and white was like, ugh, snooze. And I, but I remember watching Tom and Jerry and loving those, and then finding out later that those were all done from the 20s. Yeah, you're like, wait. Whoops. But there's good stuff. doesn't matter. Oh, there's always good stuff. Like I, um, especially good writing like this where they... Subtextually, do put the things that we all are like now in the modern, like kind of like everywhere on our sleeve when you look at storytelling. It's like, yep, everybody's having an affair, and, uh, and like we're gonna just put it out there. But now it's like this was like doing it such in a fun, subtle way that you're like, there's tension here, and we don't even have to say it. Right, right. Well, yeah, less is more of that. But yeah, even in terms of like the manners of the way those people all. They were cultured and, and civilized, the people of this place, and it was a big deal for him to kiss his wife in front of everybody. Like, oh, go on, give her a kiss. And that was a big deal, you know. The uh, It's different. It's right, a different it's totally movie. different. I'm, I'm Right off the bat, I am surprised that this movie has not been remade. With all the remakes that have happened yeah. recently, and, like, everybody's jumped on ones. Like, I'm surprised because me, with True, I'm surprised this hasn't been made before True Grit. Because I watched True Grit with my dad the year that that, the, me and my dad, because my dad introduced me to westerns uh, with um, The Wild Bunch. And ever since he showed me The Wild Bunch, and I, then I went in more west. I love westerns. So this just adds to a great western, and I'll talk to my dad when I go home for the holidays about it. But uh, we watched the original True Grit before we went and saw the new one, and both of us were so bored. Like, it's really, like, we, like it has a good, a fine enough story, but there's just elements of it where, like, what? And the main girl was so annoying that we were, like, even my dad was, like, I can't handle her. I don't know why they don't, they don't just shoot her. Like, she's so annoying. Well, there was one great part of True Grit. My old roommate, Bruce Green, uh-huh. uh, played a crazy man in the bad guy camp who, like, clucked at them when they walked through. Oh, that's he awesome. He gets shot uh, by Rooster. Oh, that's great. That's uh, great. That's the I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I think he's but, he's great in it. The remake I actually really enjoyed, but I was just like watching this. I'm like, I am so surprised. No one has jumped on it, remaking this, might this movie. Fall under the, it's too classic to remake. Remake because they're not going to redo Citizen Kane. You know, they're not going to redo. Right. I, I mean, I doubt they'll remake Pulp Fiction. No, there's no way. It would yeah. be crazy to remake Pulp Fiction. Yeah, so I think it'd be crazy to be crazy to make this. It's so. And maybe in a sense, uh, what uh, the reality is that people have remade it. It's just not called Shane. Yeah, it's called, it's called elements, Pale Rider. 
Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. I've never seen Pell Rider by Clint Eastwood. It's good. Maybe we should it's watch good. that next. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep watching the watered down, watered down. <laughs> version watered of down. Shane. Yeah. <laughs> what are the big elements that you said you feel like have been stolen from this movie? Like, they no. stand out to you, like... Stolen's the worst thing. I know it is, but... The worst way to say it. But, but I, I feel well, like... I don't think so, because I think all the masters have stolen. That's well, just... Isn't that... In in Pale Rider, for example, and again, it's been a while since I've seen Pale Rider, but I remember him being too perfect, in a way. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It's been too long since I've seen that one. I don't know. I mean, there, there's a... There's a reason why, you know, some people can make things happen and the stars align for certain projects. Exactly. And for some reason, the way this was, was done, it was it just everything came together well. I'm sure this used elements. I mean, this is based on Johnson County War. Mm-hmm. This is based on, you know, so, some of those elements are the same. So it's like right. they're, they're drawing from things. But um, but I can I see how... I, you, I, I can say stolen, but I feel like... But I, but I know exactly what you're saying. And yes. I, but I think the people that... There's filmmakers that know how to, like, take... And make it their own, and they do, and they keep de- re- refining it. And there's the people that just blatantly go try to. They just take something. And you're like that doesn't even look like you redid anything new. Well, you know what it is? It's like using the uh, using the master's tools. Like in George Stevens' hands, the director of this movie, um, he's able to work with kids and pets. They say never work with kids and pets, right? Right. The kids in this movie are great. The kids great. Yeah, I agree. You believe everything he says. You understand his motivations. You don't feel like he's an annoying kid actor. Yeah. Um, at all, you, the the animals do things in the movie that convey part of the story. A hundred percent, they do. So the two things that you're not supposed to work with, you know. And so, like, if I walked into a master chef's kitchen and started using their tools, I would cut my hand off. So I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And I think a bad, you know, or not bad or not as knowledgeable filmmakers would take those same tools and go, look, I, I know, just use a kid who asks a lot of annoying questions. That's what they did in Shane. You know, so somebody would just take that, and it would look like that, it would sound like that, but it wouldn't be it. Yeah. Because it was not done as artfully. I think this goes down as, like, a movie, like, where... Have you seen, you've seen Stagecoach, I'm assuming? Yes. Where it's, like, people will take Stagecoach and go, like, all these characters, you can now, from that point on, see them in all of cinema. Right. I think that this is this as one as, as well, where I could... I can take every character in the in relationships from the characters. I'm like, yep, I've seen this now after this movie a sure. hundred times. People sure. went, great, that works, and we loved it. Now we're gonna try to do it again. Well, and which that's is also you know, but that's been going on for for ages, for ages. But I think it's great with cinema being as young as it still sort of is. With we really, it's like it's great that we can go back and be like, oh, in cinema, I can actually look at the things so for the most part that you took exactly from. It's, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And it's more accessible in a sense, which is great. Yes. I really like that. I think this movie, I definitely makes sense why this movie is on people's top, our top lists of all time. Would you see it again? Oh, yeah. I think I'd immediately want to watch it again. Because I also like, this is a, a shameless plug where I have like a my, uh, blog called Admission for One. And I write about, I only write about movies that were made before my birthday. Um, and I immediately was like, I'm going to watch this so I can just do like a actual written res- discussion of this movie. Because I liked it a lot, but I was like, oh, I want to take another look at this movie. <laughs> I think that's the first one I've, I've list watched that I've said I want to immediately watch it too. Mm-hmm. Right off. I was like, yeah, this that's quality for me to watch it again. Yeah, that's my question. I usually ask myself after I see a movie. I'm like, would I watch this movie again? And if the answer is no, then I usually put it in the category of I guess I didn't like it. Because... For the movies that I really love, that's usually what happens to me. I like it enough that I want to get back in that world and explore it again and see it again. Yeah. Because I saw things in this I didn't. I don't remember seeing. That's great. I love that experience yeah. where you're like, yeah. you have a memory of something, you go, you to, and you have that going back. You're like, what? Oh, I didn't notice that. That's so fun. I will definitely be watching this again. Uh, Especially other, if my dad wants to watch it with me. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Any other favorite moments from the movie? I'm trying to think. I'm so mad I can't think of that Jack Pounce quote. I'm going to figure it out so I can post it at least later. That tracking shot was so beautiful, though, before he shot Stonewall. I was just... And there was a lot of, like, like what you said with the pulling the camera back and looking at the fight. I think that a lot of it was full of that. That I was like, I really liked how they're just letting a scene uh, play out. As opposed to really relying on edits and stuff. Yes. Which I think a lot, like, recently that's been happening more. And I'm like, oh, we're kind of... 
Well, but they are, but they are heavily edited. I mean, there's oh, there's definitely of, heavily edited. A lot of cuts in there, and they play out through those cuts. Like the uh, the decisions though on where to keep the audience and where to keep the eye of the movie are really masterful too. Um, when the when Shane and uh, Joe fight at the end, mm-hmm. you know, and the animals are starting to get, go crazy. We don't get to see them for like five or six shots. It's it's just watching the mom and the kid trying to look out the window to see where they're yeah, fighting with a horse head getting in the way. Yes, which is startling because you're like, "What? Oh my! There! Yeah. What is going on?" And then you finally get to see it, and we have those. Everything's going chaotic at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved. I I think I loved the one of the favorite moments was definitely the way they got them on the same page. Was that the simple thing of he's trying to on his own. Dig up, cut down this last stump off this tree, and then Shane, after this dinner lunch, they've reconciled and kind of like an apology for being rude to him and making false assumptions. And he just, he's like, Well, I could hire a guy. And the next thing you know, he just gets up, immediately goes out, starts chopping at the tree. I found the shot sort of comical, but I also loved it when they like, Look at that. Come look at this. And they're all watching him do it. Such a funny shot. But then great. But then immediately after, it's him out there with him doing it and them together. And I think that was great. Because at that point, I'm like, great. Now I know. Already I know what you guys are going to be loyal to each other. And we did it in a simple way of like, I'm going to help you with this task that you were already at, at work at. That's in the original book. And that's the foreshadowing of their sticking together and their, yeah. we're going to do it. And they tease that all throughout the thing too. So there's all these little journeys that you're on. You know, um, are, what ha- would happen if they fight? Could you beat Shane? Uh, the kid asked yeah. the dad at one point. So the kid's not just asking annoying questions to be, you know, because at one scene the dad even says, all you do is ask annoying questions. And I think like, again, a bad filmmaker would go, oh, I, go, I just got to have a kid that asks annoying questions. But there are questions that actually... They have meaning. For the characters that are being asked those questions. The child is observing more than you think. Totally. Like, Totally, and you know that he's going to be one of the good ones when he gets older too. Definitely, um, because of you know this experience. Shane uh, too—that's what you got to have. Shane too. I would starts with the kid yelling, and then he cuts to ten years later. Oh boy, I would I would hate that movie. <laughs> uh, this movie is also incredibly emotional, um, and the meaning comes through all these emotions and how these people are interacting with each other. And I, I found myself, you know, sitting over there. Feeling a lot of feelings yeah. during the movie. That's why, like, I think it's to me when I watched it, like, with the whole lo- love triangle, it didn't ever feel to me like like a raunchy love triangle, like, ooh, ha ha ha. It was like, no, like, that makes sense. You have, like, you're just torn. You're just, you're torn, and that really just brings up a lot of, like, feeling where you're just like, oh, this is tough. You have a guy that clearly loves you, but then you're you're attracted to this other one that has. In a sense, could offer the same thing he can, but more. Which <laughs> is just like, well, I can't blame her just as much as I can't blame a villain for like wanting to go about and keep his land. I can't blame her to be like, well, yeah, if you can have better, why not? <laughs> yeah, and the subtlety, like you talked about how they, how they got that love triangle going. Um, and that's what I'm saying. You know, the dad doesn't really see it in the beginning. Yeah, he's like, "What's this? An extra plate, an extra fork, and the good dishes?" And you know, and she's made pie, and you know, like they're yeah. like a nicer dinner. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I really just liked it all around. Oh, I liked that last fight, that last scene, the drama. Did it ever drag to you? Did it ever feel? No. And one, I, I, no, it did not drag at all. And one, if it was a western and it didn't drag a bit, I'd kind of feel cheated. Like, I'm not a fan of Westerns that um, sort of try to be, mu- like, update themselves. It's It doesn't make sense to me. Like, the remake of 310 to Yuma, I was just like, no, nah, it feels, nah. One, I, I have many qualms with that movie. But any Western that sort of tries to get out of, like, no, this is a slower time period. You have to match that period of, like, this isn't a time where there was vehicle, a car where you can get from one place to the other. All communication is slow. Therefore, you're, you know, people are naturally going to communicate even with themselves slower. But they're also, you can see how the information moved around this town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, when Stonewall first shows up to the meeting that they're having, the night it was raining and they're having the meeting at Starrett's house. Yeah. When he shows up, he goes, he gets introduced to Shane, and he goes, oh, yeah, I heard about you. Yeah, Stonewall, Stonewall, yep. 
It was right. And I think, but it's like, that's a tight lit community. And he probably did hear it, but it's not like a, he didn't, it wasn't like where he picked up a phone. It was like, that had to have gathered momentum just like, and made its way through, which I love that. So yeah, they don't drag at all. I love, I love a slow burn too of like the information building and then the meeting coming back around. And this, None of, nothing dragged for me tonight. I was like, I, I was like, gosh, I wonder if there are any slow periods in the movie. And I was just wondering, like, I, I don't remember how long it was exactly. I don't know the exact runtime. It probably says right here. I, um, the, it's just two under two hours. Two minutes under two hours. Okay, I thought it was longer than that for some reason. So, to, yeah, I thought there was nothing, uh, nothing to cut. And apparently, that the editing was extensive on this. It went, it went on for a long time. The very ending. Yeah, or the editing. Oh, the editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. And that it was nice to watch only one guy look pretty in a movie. Because right now I watch television and I'm like, everyone's, so, everyone's too pretty. Every character is pretty. And this one I was like, great, Shane is the only pretty one. Everybody else is like, has a unique, a very unique look. <laughs> I'm just, maybe that's just that was... So your takeaway from Shane is Shane is pretty. Yeah, Shane is pretty. <laughs> but great thank you Rich thank thanks you. for watching the movie with me pleasure and uh, introducing that to me I'll definitely be returning to Shane come back Shane if you want more from Rich Tallarico you can follow him on Twitter it is just his name at Rich Tallarico also you should keep an eye on the iOS calendar um, I would highly suggest seeing his improv trio Dazariski Dazariski is one of the greatest improv shows you can ever see um, it's one that I saw and it changed the way I looked at improv and really heightened my goals of what kind of improviser I wanted to be so I highly suggest when a show comes up that you can see see Dazariski. Also check out all the episodes of Key and Pill. Um, Rich was a great writer for that hit show as well as you can catch him on the I believe the first episode of season two of Review. He has a small part as well as he's written for that show. I do have to just say that Rich is a he was my improv teacher for a long period of time with a trio of my own, as well as a, rent, a writing mentor with that group, and that was all priceless. His guidance through all of that, so I thank him as well as thank him again for being on the podcast. Thanks for listening to I Will Watch Anything Once. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWWAO, that's at IWWAO, as well as the Tumblr at IWillWatchAnythingOnce.tumblr.com, as well as follow me on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. As well as if you have a film that you think I should watch um, and not miss out on and you'd like me to discuss it on the podcast, you can email IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. I love to get those and any film that you guys suggest that I haven't seen, I will definitely watch and discuss. Um, even if just in the intro, I will discuss those films. So thank you again for listening. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. Yeah, of course. Okay. We can always edit. Um, okay, great. Um, I guess I'm, uh, I'm wondering, are we leaving people out? Do you think people understand what we're talking about and will know enough? Or do we need to fill them in? On we stuff? can fill them in with whatever we feel. Oh, I don't know if it's more about just Because I also want to hear more yeah. of what you think. Yeah, it's back and forth. We can okay. always fill okay. in, like, just to make it clear. And a lot of times it's just us. We're just having a conversation. Okay. And I can edit um, anything out. Okay. <laughs> and I usually do.